Welcome to Cancelled Out, where we do our best to love our enemies as much as they hate us. I'm Scott, and the bearded and bald conservative guy, joined by my co-host Max, and we've got a lot to cover today. The again. Uh, better looking and not balded. Well, bearded. I mean, that's no big deal. Anymore. That's up for debate. I mean, no, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Starting off strong. Right. <laughs> so we've got a lot to cover today uh, in the world of nonstop human stupidity. And news coverage is nearly impossible to get to everything in an hour. So we'll do our best and, uh, you know, just a weekly podcast. And this is also why we need your help. We need you to like, subscribe, download, share, share it with people you love, share it with people you hate. Uh, Where's this going to be? Might as well start talking about it. Where are we going to be publishing? Have you got that figured out yet? Yeah, so we're going to be publishing this on Anchor. We'll provide the link. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to it, you've already got the link. But uh, <laughs> we'll provide, That's a good point. <laughs> we'll provide a share link as well uh, for you to, to pass on on social media and everything else. So today, uh, we're going to be talking about why Joe Biden is hiding in the White House and what's going on with that. Voting rights. Uh, are you entitled to ease of voting? And uh, why Dr. Seuss is the most racist person to ever breathe oxygen in America. We found that out. It's this about week. time we canceled that son of a bitch. I know. It, it's Golly. <laughs> truly like if you could write a book like the Lorax, mm. I mean, you deserve to be canceled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kroger opening their uh, fifty-five million dollar uh, automated warehouse in Butler County. Anderson High School adopting their new mascot. Um, and a Cincinnati police sergeant suing the city, claiming he was uh, prevented promotion. Passed from promotion. Passed on promotion. Yep. Because he was white. So white that, people can't catch a break, man. I, I, you know, with all the privilege that we have, I don't, I just don't. I'm work. ready to cash mine in now. I, well, right. I don't, I don't know where to do that. Um, is there like a dispensary or something that I can go to? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out in the city. Uh, and the gas prices in the city jumping to uh, about two seventy five a gallon. I noticed that this past week. Uh, it's Hamilton good to County Board these days with the gas prices. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hamilton County putting forth some uh, mayoral candidates, and our lovely Brent Spence Bridge taking second place, taking the silver, and the second worst bottleneck in the United States. That's pretty much the whole story. I mean, we'll cover that for <laughs> yeah. five more seconds with you. <laughs> We're going to end with a bang here. Start right. with a bang and end with a bang. And so our uh, our cultural philosophical discussions again. So we didn't get to hit cancel culture a ton last week. Plus uh, I had too many beers. Plus, <laughs> plus that. Y'all didn't know <laughs> because it was audio only, but I got up twice to go to the bathroom. <laughs> So tonight I'm sticking with Manhattan's. I'm going to try to take it easy. <laughs> and so, yeah, so our cultural discussions are going to be over cancel culture once again, maybe taking a little bit of a different look at it in light of Dr. Seuss uh, and future uh, generations canceling us for our own mor- moral uh, failures and things like that. So let's go. Welcome to the show dedicated to truth and liberty in the greater Cincinnati area. One small part of a larger movement for freedom, pressured into silence by a culture that seeks nothing less than total obedience. My name is Scott, and I'm joined by my co-host Max to help you find the courage and resources to become uncancelable. This is Canceled Out.
future generations, though, man, it's going to happen sooner rather than later, I would oh, think. Oh, yeah. Before the next generation happens, we'll all be canceled. Right. I mean, yeah. We're already starting to see that. So, uh, this week, Joe Biden setting personal records. I mean, what better way to start off your presidency than setting a new PR? Um, the problem is what that personal record is, is being the longest president to give a solo press conference. Uh, it was measured since Herbert Hoover, who is arguably the worst person to ever hold the office. Um, <laughs> Until now. <laughs> right. I mean... <laughs> 42 days? 42 days without holding one. And, and counting, we should say. You know, because Isn't that is still how long on. he's been president? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I'm trying to do the math here. I'm like, hold on, no. How many drinks have you had already? <laughs> That's, I mean, come on, man. Well, yeah. I shouldn't it, say it, that. That's his catchphrase. I mean, right? Thanks, Biden. Good Lord. Um, Thanks, Biden. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's really bad. And what you, so what you see, it, it, it's getting really bad when CNN even calls him out on this, on this stuff. Like, uh, they're, they're riding him for it because no other president, like I said, like he, Joe Biden is way ahead. Like most are within the first month of their presidency. And so, uh, Oh, here's the graph with all of, okay. Yeah. Trump went 27 days. Yeah. Now see, here's, let me, let, let's put this into a little bit of context here. It didn't bother me and wouldn't have bothered me, honestly, if Trump went 42 days without a press conference because we saw how the press treated him. Sure. Right. Um, the thing that's crazy to me is that the the, the press loves Biden. Right. Now, in all reality, I bet you, like in, in secret, they can't stand the guy. Because honestly, who can who can like with a straight face say that Biden is just the man and he's just so awesome? Come on, you just you, he was not Trump. That's the only thing you like about exactly. him. Let's get real. Well, I mean, but the, did you see the Wapo uh, yeah. headline? Was it today where where they said that uh, Joe Biden is going to be showering yes. Americans with their fourteen hundred dollars stimulus grief. check and it's going to all but end poverty in America? Right. I was going to say right? yeah. Some... But then you look and I saw some graphs. I don't know how accurate they are, but you look and it's like 10% of the, yes. what is it, $19.2 trillion or whatever, it, nine, I didn't pay attention to that number. $1.4 trillion. Oh, wow, way off. <laughs> it's bad The enough. point is it's big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like only 10% of it actually went to America. Exactly. Like 90% of it, and I don't know if the numbers are it, exactly right, but yeah. it's pretty close, I'd say, went to foreign entities. Exactly. Now, I wonder how much of that went to gender studies and all that. But the point is, oh, coming right. back to this whole Biden isn't holding a press conference, why? They are glowing all over you. You can't yeah. even talk to them? Right. And then they cut off his feed uh, when he says he's uh, going to stick around and take questions. That is, if that's what we're doing. It's like, dude, right. who's in charge here? <laughs> right. Well, no, I, and I'm not, not even him. saying that. I'm not even saying that with the with the uh, typical, oh, it's really, uh, uh, he's just a puppet. He's just a face, which I believe he really is just oh, a face. Yeah. But it's like, if you're not the one saying whether or not you're going to take questions, right. then who's in charge? Right. Trump would have been like, uh, I'm taking questions or I'm not taking questions and that's just how it is well that's what he did but biden is like are we taking well we'll take questions if, if, if is that what we're doing are we yeah, gonna take, yeah who's in charge are you the president right. or not right well yeah and they'll argue for him like oh well you know they keep track of his his agenda and stuff like that he doesn't really worry about that but at the same time this all goes back to the question that an absolutely fair question in my mind about people that people had during the election was what is his health status 
This guy literally won a, won a presidential campaign by hiding in a basement, by not talking, by not camp. He won a campaign by not <clears throat> campaigning. Yep. How does that happen in modern day America? And and what is the status? Well, it totally of- wasn't fraudulent. Wink, wink. Right. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> Please don't cancel us. Well, right. <laughs> And it's, it's it just begs the question of what is going on. like we know, we all know he's not with it but to what extent and and you see it in this kind of stuff you know that when he says stuff like that well if that's what we're doing or whatever well answer questions you're the president this is kind of part of your pretty, job pretty straightforward I mean, right don't just rely on right. uh, your redhead to talk yeah. for you man oh. I mean, we got to do something or other here well I mean but Obama did it with with Carney and with everybody yeah. else too yeah. so I mean. That's the way that, and, and see that in some it's ways, it's just that it's there's smart. a reason why that it's it's not just that he's that it's not just like where Trump had a reason where he could say, look, you guys treat me like crap, so I'm just not going to talk to you. Yeah, Biden doesn't have a reason. Right. Well, we can no. impl- we, There's an implied reason, I think. We can right. guess anyway what the reason is. Exactly. But he's not going to explain why oh, he's not. No talking to the press the people that love him right well yeah and and that's the thing but it also in in some ways it's kind of smart and i will give him this and it's not him it's the people who manage him it's his handlers and stuff Mm. it's it's a smart strategy because trump was a guy looking in search of a rake to step on in a lot of ways when it came when it comes to media and stuff like that he was great at it in some point but at the same time there was a lot of times where he would go too far and he would say something and go you know just take it that one step and then step on the rake and then for the next two weeks this is all you hear about is something stupid that he said or whatever that he didn't mean and then it behooves us to be like well no take it in context and all this other kind of stuff so they don't have to do that with biden because as long as he ain't talking because right I mean, although when he talks <laughs> well yes that is and because and it's not like he hasn't had gaffes <laughs> even though he's not talking to the press right. it's like dude like they're they're controlling every amount yeah. of 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 uh, access that anybody could possibly yeah. have to you, and you still and you gasp. still screw it up. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder if he can go two or three a week his entire presidency for the next what two years? Uh, until until, until Kamala takes over. I mean. Right. Oh, they'll let it. The, I mean, the media will get let him get away with it for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not going to make him step up in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, speaking of Biden, he uh, signed an EO on Sunday. To make it easier to vote, which make it uh, easier for who to vote for anybody. But this kind of is in the light of his. Uh, I don't know if you saw his town hall. That was a complete disaster on CNN. I, is that I the one where he uh, told everybody that uh, they're Neanderthals if they don't want to wear a mask? Uh, a no, that that was in light of Texas opening up. This was actually before that. Oh, okay. So he he goes on, and this tells you how much it has kind of uh, infiltrated society. So I came, like, I found out about this from a TikTok video. Hmm. So it's all over the place. And he basically said that uh, Hispanics and black people were basically not intelligent enough to know how to register online in order to get registered to vote. No, it wasn't to get registered to vote. What, it wasn't? No, it was to, to uh, sign up for the COVID vaccine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, if they're not smart Same enough thing. to sign up for the COVID right. vaccine, they're probably not smart enough <laughs> right. to sign up to vote Either way, either, so. you're racist, right. so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It's kind of, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, you know how they always talk about how uh, minorities tend to not have state IDs and all that kind of stuff? Yes. And they say it's just harder for them to get it for one reason or another. Yeah. Uh, and when you push them hard enough, on it, they it ultimately comes down to the level of intelligence of a minority. Right. Uh, when you press the left, that's what they end up at, and it's like, 
I yeah. mean, and then you see like these videos where they'll actually go around to some of these neighborhoods and they'll oh, go yeah. and talk to these black people and Hispanics mm-hmm. and they'll go, hey, how hard is it for you to get a driver's license or a state ID? Do you have a state ID? And they're like, right. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, does it is it harder for black people to get a state ID? And they're like, <laughs> now it's anecdotal, right? Because it's sure, just, but it, it 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 just it's just what it reminds me of, right? I mean, I, <laughs> right. That it's what they can get away. With. It's it blows yeah. me away what they can get away with. Well, you know yeah. what I mean, the the conservatives are are constantly just trying to get the government out of everybody's way, right? That's and that's, that's the problem with that's this what executive conservative, order. More often than not, of course, they'll say, well, abortion, you're getting in my way. Okay, right. it's a whole other conversation. Right. We'll get there at some point, I'm sure. Right. But, I mean, generally, uh, small government is about getting the government out of everybody's way yeah. and not getting in the way of right. minorities as well, which is why we, in my opinion, which is why we saw such an increase in employment among the minorities in America under Trump. Right. right? Because the government got out of the way. Exactly. And it it, it, it gave them the ability to get a job. So, exactly. Um, my point is, is that they're they're seen as racist for not wanting to give handouts to black people. Right. They're seen as racist for not wanting to uh, accept everybody into this country over our borders. Right. Right. But as soon as the leftist says, "Well, blacks aren't smart enough to get an ID. Right. Blacks aren't smart <laughs> enough to sign up for COVID." <laughs> Uh, vaccines. Nobody has anything to say about it. No one's no right. one's no one's raising rate. Well, I mean, we're raising hell. Well, no one yeah. else is really racist. It's like you have no business calling me a racist. Right. Like it's uh. yeah yeah exactly. And so this is what he said as he was signing. This this kills me. It it truly does. Every eligible voter should be able to vote and have that vote counted. Now, that I agree with. That's completely fine. But it's this... <laughs> yeah, but that is kind of rich considering this well, last election, which ex- was totally not fraudulent. Wink, wink, it, nudge, nudge. Right, exactly. But what this is this is what kills me. So if you have the best ideas, you have nothing to hide. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with voting? What? If you have the best ideas, you have nothing to hide. And, and let the people vote is the end of the quote. So it's like... Best oh, ideas, you have nothing okay. to hide. Okay. Like, this is another one of those situations where he says something Does he that, know what he meant? It, 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 right. It, it, it's, like, if you have the best idea... True, and I'm retrograde pressure. So what you're saying is, unless you... Like, vote, voting is voting suppression is now idea suppression? Like, what? Okay, if you have the best ideas and you have nothing to hide, then maybe show up for a press conference or two. Well, right. Say, whatever. Right, what is... What is and, that's the thing. This is just federal overreach again on against the state governments to take over voting and, and whatever. It should else. be the states and yes. particularly the local municipalities in yeah. charge of. Well, not only that, there there's not even federal government shouldn't have any say in it. No, or very little at least. Right. They, they should have oversight, and that's about it. Yeah. You know, to, to ensure that the process was followed, mm-hmm. that's about it. You know, the states are responsible for how managing or managing and making the process themselves. Yeah. And and so yeah, it, it's insane. Obviously, the. I mean, if you want to cheat in your own local elections, I mean, I just won't live there. Right. You know. Right. I mean, well, but and, if you're gonna cheat in my state and national elections, and you get a say in what I have to do. Right. Uh, well, no we're already seeing, you know, the blue, the blue lit wave leaving blue states and people moving yeah, and taking to, their politics with to them. more red Please states. Please just stay in California, guys. Right. Yeah. Unless you're a conservative and you've finally had enough and you're ready to just get out of there. Um, but if you're a leftist in these blue states and you're concerned about these high taxes and you're concerned about all this stuff, just stay there. Right. You, you know what? Yeah. Suck it up. You wanted this. Well, yeah. We didn't want it. That's why we didn't vote for it. Exactly. Don't come here and vote against our will. Right. 
You don't belong here. Well, Frankly, this and, is not your culture. And, and that's the crazy part. If you part. think that's what the government's uh, role is, is to just oversee every little thing, then you don't belong in our culture. It's, Frankly, I it's mean, not a race thing. It's a no. you wanted to vote for socialism. Well, Have yeah. at it. It's right. yours. I don't want it over here. Well, yeah. And, and that's the ironic part is you, you you vote for all these policies and put it in place, and then all of a sudden you decide, oh, I don't like it, so let's go somewhere else, right. and then do the same thing over. Like, is that not the definition of insanity? So, it's the definition of communism. It, well, yeah. It's what it is. So, so, communism I, always wanted to take over the world. Well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Capitalism can't exist if communism exists. No, no. They're, yeah, those two things are mutually exclusive. Absolutely. Well, socialism, since communism is a form of government, socialism is a form of economics. But, but right. Yeah. So yeah, more federal overreach. And, and my question is, what in the, when, when, what, in, when is going to be the time for the states to actually stand up and do something about this garbage? Because this is their issue. This isn't a federal issue at all. The, the federal government, I mean, the states can pass legislation to completely go against this executive order. It's not even law. It's an executive order. Yep. So that's, that's. I mean, I, you've, you, we've seen states, uh, I, I have a couple I'd like to pull up. I don't have them in front of me, but uh, we've seen states who are just flat out going to reject some of these executive oh, orders yeah. from Joe Biden. They've passed laws and legislation and signed yeah. their own executive orders. And, right. you know, I want to say Idaho is one of them. I think yeah, South Dakota are. was one of them. Yeah. Um, and they're saying, we're just not going to, we're going to ignore these executive actions. Right. And this brings me back to the point that I'm going to make over and over again on this show is that you got to get local. Right. Because, uh, frankly, uh, the Republicans are weak, 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 weak locally. They yeah. really are. Yeah. Uh, especially in uh, area like especially in Hamilton County, the Republicans mm-hmm. are very very weak. And yeah. if you need, uh, if you want, if you want a state that's going to protect your rights, if you want a local community that's going to protect your rights, you actually have to get involved. Oh yeah. You can't just sit around and sit there and go, okay, well, I really think I should be free. Well, yeah, great. <laughs> right. So should we all. You know what? Right. But sometimes you don't get to be free unless you fight for it. That's just right. the way it goes. So right. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? Right. Right? Are you yeah. just going to sit there and expect you get to be free and just say, well, thank you guys for fighting. You know, right. well, you're welcome, but I'm not taking you with me if I have to, you know, kind of leave you stranded. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't have the resources to take care of everybody. If you want exactly. to be free, you need to put in the time. You need to put well, in the sure. effort and you need to vote for the people that are actually going to protect your rights. Right. And I've, I've, that's something that I've always said to people, too, when, just in, in general. Even as a kid and when I wasn't really even into politics, it was like, well, you, you piss and moan all the time about the government, about local people in power and whatever else well what are you doing about it and not only that are you actually voting and getting involved and most of the time the answer is of course no or you know oh well I just don't have the time to do that or whatever it is but most of the time the person's not as involved as they should be or or whatever and then said well you know so you, you just want to sit and complain and not do anything about it so you're going to sit and complain literally for the rest of your life when somebody you don't like is in power and in position to do something like, what kind of sense does that make? Well, if, if you're not going to be the person to go and get elected, then you're never going to be truly happy with anybody, really, because <clears> you're not going to agree with everybody on everything. No. But at the not. same time, it's like you're just going to sit and complain about the same thing over and over again. It doesn't yep. make any sense if, to me. If you're one of these people who were like me, and I'm gonna, I'm just going to call myself out too, but if you're one of these people who were like me who sat around and complained about it all day long and didn't actually go out and start getting involved in doing something, um, uh, it's time to wake up. Yeah. It's time to get your ass off the couch. Right. And I say that as somebody who was like that for years, probably more than a decade well, of not getting it. And most people. I'll, I'll use this as an excuse, but I just didn't understand the importance of local elections. I've heard people say uh, elections are so important. Uh, local elections are so important. But it's like no one's ever really explained that. And that's why I come back to um, local elections 
are the last line of defense of your rights. Right. All right. So if we were again, uh, if we were to come back to the conversation about uh, Second Amendment sanctuaries, there are hundreds yep. of Second Amendment sanctuary counties in this country, and the list continues to grow. Right. And I'd love to see Hamilton County become one it of them. Be Here's nice. what that means: a Second Amendment sanctuary means that the sheriff, who's in charge of the police resources in that county, has decided they are not going to use those resources to enforce unconstitutional gun control laws. Right. That's what that means. Right. It's also relatively symbolic, but it's also the state and the government having one less weapon to use against you. Right. This is why local elections are important. Now, Absolutely. Uh, I'm going on a tangent here, so bear with me a second, <laughs> but it's important, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, you have this uh, local election on lock. If you have the local elections on lock, if you have your uh, politics on lock uh, in Hamilton County in your own neighborhoods, that's going to spill out into your larger politics, right? So it's exactly. going to spill out into your state exactly. to get back to your point about when's the state going to do something about it. Right. Well, the state will do something about it when you do something about it in your local area. Yeah. Right? Because it's true. Because those politicians come from our local municipalities, from our local right. governments. That's where they start their careers here, and then they grow into a state senator position, perhaps a uh, even a uh, governor, right. maybe even a state uh, a senator uh, in the federal government. So that's you're not going to get anywhere by demanding that shit happens from the top and works its way down. You have to work from the sure. bottom up. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But at the same time, if these people, for our state in particular... Since our state still truly is far more conservative in the population, at least, uh, not the population centers, but the, the general population is far more conservative than most states. You know, we could work from either direction. So it, it kind of baffles me at the same time when that doesn't happen with this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I, we're, we're definitely the exception, I think when it comes to that particular kind of... Uh, Here's, I, I think, uh, and I know we want to move on to some other topics, but I want to say one last thing about what you're saying there. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I think it's like that, there is, I think, an enthusiasm gap between uh, liberals and conservatives. Oh, for sure. Particularly in for uh, sure. these higher population cities, yeah. uh, like in Cincinnati and Hamilton right. County at large. Right. And I think that the reason is because the education system gets the left worked up. Mm -hmm. Gets them frothing at the mouth. Sure, that's what they do. Sure, which is how why we see uh, so much more, so much more violence <laughs> coming from the left than from the right, regardless of your position on what happened uh, uh, right. uh, during the riots. And I will call them a riot. I won't call it an insurrection. Yeah, but uh, no. but my point is, is that uh, our education system, starting with our grade school education, going up through high school, sure. and especially in the universities, have been infiltrated by the left, and mm -hmm. they give they spout the most insane gender theory crap, race theory crap right. to these kids. And then these kids get all worked up and they don't have any jobs. It's not like they have well, any right. marketable skills, right? right. They, they, they graduate with a degree in underwater basket weaving and then they have no job <laughs> and they've got all this time on their hands. Right. So what are they going to do? Yeah. Well, they're all fired up. They're probably pissed off because they're in debt. Well, sure. Because they, they went to school on a lie that, oh. hey, it doesn't matter what you exactly. uh, what your skill is. I yeah. mean, you'll get, you'll get a job. Well, no, it's not no. going to work that way, right? <laughs> yeah. So the left creates these uh, this angry mob mm -hmm. that actually gets worked up and gets out and actually gets yeah. the vote right yeah. they get out the vote yeah. conservatives on the other hand uh, have jobs right <laughs> and I mean, families lar lar and families <laughs> and largely have jobs uh, uh, and they are uh, they're not 
uh, transitioning genders or any of that other right. stuff that gets in the way of actually being productive, right? right? So they are not getting out there and doing what needs to needs to be done, yeah. right? Uh, well, because they don't have time. But again, I I'm going to come back to this. For sure. You've got an hour a week, dedicate it. Yeah. Do, dedicate it to more than just posting shit, troll, shit posting on Facebook. Well, like, yeah. It's got to be so, like call at least, you know what? Here's one thing you can do. I'm going to give you all one action item Ooh. if you're listening. This is one thing. I'll probably repeat this over and over again. Find out who your precinct executive is. Mm, yeah. The precinct executive is a, uh, a local position for your precinct that you live in. And for the Republicans, they're largely uh, unfilled or can, unfulfilled, yeah. right? So you may have somebody that sits that sits in that seat, but they're not actually doing anything with it, right? right. They're not knocking on doors and all that kind of stuff. Right. So at least find out who it is if there is anybody. Yeah. That's the first start there so that, we, so that we know what kind of control we have. Because let me tell you something. The Democrats... They have all their seats filled in Hamilton County. Yeah. That's your ass. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's your action item, people. Yeah. You can stop listening now, although <laughs> you, you should continue to listen. But if you take nothing else, I say find out who your precinct executive is because it's one of the most important positions yeah. uh, in our political system. Well, not only that, get involved. Get your hands dirty. Talk to that precinct executive. Find out what they need. If, they, if you can help in any way, do that. Or if they have somebody already helping them that you can call mm-hmm. then call, call them and if it's not enough to fight for your freedoms locally to do that it should be but i understand if it's not it wasn't enough for me all this time so sure. i'm not going to judge anybody but consider this too the more time you put in uh volunteering in anything the more rewarding it can be for you personally oh yeah absolutely because people get to know you they get to know you that you're, you're you're part of a community and this is one of the i know we're off on a tangent here because i know we got all kinds of local <laughs> topics that we need to get to here but i, I really think this is this is something we need to cover we are experiencing we've been experiencing for uh the past many decades uh a loss of community oh absolutely um and especially with the internet absolutely. you would think that the internet brings us together and it absolutely i think no. we all understand that it doesn't do that <laughs> the internet does not bring us i mean it could if we used it properly but right. we don't we're still figuring it out it's still new right uh so it's it's still kind of for lack of a better term the wild wild west right but if you are focused on if you if you were to start volunteering and getting involved, you'd get to know people who will look out for you. Right. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I've I've gotten to know some incredible people just in the past couple of months, and uh, they're all interested in the work that I do. Yeah. They're all interested in supporting me. They all care about my prosperity. Right. Uh, not me specifically, but they just they care because yeah. I'm involved and I'm putting in my time. Sure. And they all put in their time, and I care about their prosperity, too. So uh, I want to know where all these people work or what businesses they run so that I can patronize those businesses, right? Right. Um, if I uh, if I ended up in a situation where I am uh, I was looking for a job, I have a network I can yes. tap into, and if there's something available, yes. I mean I've I've created a name for myself. Not like I'm famous, but right. I've created a name for myself in this network right. that I can tap into. So right. it's more than just getting your uh, your uh, the politician you want into office, right? Mm-hmm. It's also about getting to know them oh, right? yeah, on a personal sure. level and knowing that. If, if you know your politician, uh, your local politicians on a personal level, then you know whether or not they're actually looking out for you specifically. Right. Because they will look out for you specifically. Sure. That's just the way it works because sure. you look out. It's it's provincialism. Yeah. You look out for the people that are in your circles. That are, yep, that are you meaningful I mean? to you. You yep. look out for your family first. Then you look <laughs> out for your neighborhood next because geographically that's what you, that's what you need to protect in order to protect your family. Right. right? And it grows from there. Right. So that's, that's just how that works. Right. 
It won't get involved. Last. <laughs> Sorry, we can move on. You're fine. Uh, the last national story, uh, Dr. Seuss being the most racist person that any child has ever read. Um, Basically Nazi. <laughs> basically, he's the worst human to ever live uh, because he his, his publishing company, because he's long since dead, but uh, his publishing company is going to stop selling six titles citing racist, racist and insensitive imagery. And uh, it says, they said that these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Because, you know, that's our, you know, prerogative now is to whitewash history. We need with to everything. buy up these books. Oh, that might be racist too. I'm sorry. What? We need to buy up these books. I know, right? Well, here they are. they're not going to publish them. Here they are. Uh, they're going to stop publishing. Yeah, I see them. If, if, if I ran the zoo. Yep. If, I think I saw it on Mulberry Street. If I ran the zoo, Miguel McElligot's pool. On, on Beyond Zebra, Scramble Egg, Super, and the Cat's Now, Quizzer. what makes these racist? Did you look into, uh, into those? Yeah. Because it, it I haven't followed this story so closely. So, one <clears> illustration <throat> on uh, Mulberry Street. <laughs> shows a Chinaman who eats with sticks. Is that what it says? Is it, is it the, call him a Chinaman? Or are you just saying that? Um, I, I, you know, I, have, I didn't look at the Busted, book. Scott. Yeah, right. Busted. Right? <laughs> You're canceled on episode two. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You know. So, it, yeah, it shows an, an Asian person. The views of person. Scott do not necessarily represent the views of my like, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's a caricature person, an Asian person of using chopsticks to eat. That's the racist imagery in that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if, I ran, in, if I Ran the Zoo shows some black characters resembling monkeys, along with an, uh, an illustration of an Arab chieftain on a camel with a caption that suggests he should be in a zoo. But does it really? Right. No, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I mean, see, does it? Because I haven't it, seen it. Well, I haven't seen it either. Okay. But well, it, the, this whole thing is. Oh, it does say Chinaman. You're all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Man, this doesn't come from, come out of your mouth. <laughs> right. That's just quoting, guys. Okay. If that's what it says in the article, then right. that's what it says in the article. Right. So we, yeah, because I don't have these. I mean, books we should buy these books. Right. So I got a friend actually that uh, just kind of a side note who uh, is very very proud of his uh, book collection. Yeah, um, I have a few. And, that yeah, yeah, and uh, if he hears this, um, he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. That's <laughs> what, but, uh, but he collects all kinds of uh, books on on these kinds of topics, um, but especially books that are taboo. Yeah, or banned from certain bookstores. It's right. like I'm collecting all those. Right. Even if it's not something you agree with, you know what I mean? Sure. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, it's like, wouldn't you? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I, w- here's a good question: Would you have Mein Kampf on your shelf? I actually own a copy of Mein Kampf. Well, see, there you go. That answers. Yeah. That. I would that's, too. That's why I'm a racist. I would too. But... Right. I would too. And, <laughs> and I would own the Anarchist Cookbook. Right. Uh, and I should get the Anarchist Cookbook. And it's not because I believe. Obviously, I don't support anything that Antifa oh, right. does, but it is there. Yeah, um, it's their go-to tactics. It's, it's their tactics, right? right? It's 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 exactly when you read. I've, I've thumbed through it, but when you when you read through the Anarchist Cookbook, it's all of the tactics that uh, yep. the block black uh, black block. Uh, Easy the, for you the, to say. Yeah, right. Antifa <laughs> stuff that they uh, uh, tactics that they use. It yep. comes straight out of that book. Oh, yeah. And the reason why it's good to hold on to that stuff is because you understand how these people think. And right. I do want to understand how Adolf Hitler thought. Sure. I think we all would want to sure. or should want to if we want to keep that kind of thing from happening again. Right. And that's what I come down that's what I come to when I think of these books here. I know these aren't necessarily philosophical books about right. you know, my struggle or anything like that based on, or Well or neither tactics. was his really. But Well, yeah, I don't even know. Like <laughs> I said, was, I haven't even read it. It was I good totally marketing would. on his but part. <laughs> it's good for us to understand. So even if we accept that these books are in fact <laughs> racist, I mean, why wouldn't we first off 
we can't just cancel everybody in history just because they did a bad thing. Right. All right. Uh, right. This is this is one thing that uh, I think conservatives. I mean, this is not something that's ever going to convince the left, and 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 I understand. That. Yeah. I don't care. But conservatives are somewhat prone to this stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Conservatives are very prone absolutely. to cancel culture, yep. and they will they they'll they'll bend the knee sometimes. Sure. If they you know feel the slightest bit uncomfortable, and I would encourage you to consider before you go canceling anything because the leftist mob says you should, mm-hmm. and just because you feel a little uncomfortable uncomfortable about it, I would I would encourage you to consider: Would you uh, reject any slave owner from your group, right, including say George Washington or Thomas Jefferson? Right. And if you wouldn't, if you accept that people are flawed, you're not going to get a fighter if you. To fight for you if you are looking for somebody who's flawless. Right. All right. Fighters don't become, Trump didn't become a fighter because right. he walked on eggshells. Right. All right. When you are looking for a fighter to fight for your for your rights, you're going to get somebody who's flawed. Oh, yeah. So the courage is required from you to back them up when they end up in a sticky situation like yeah. something they may have said years ago in a bus that was recorded, right. even though it was a private conversation <laughs> and it had nothing to do with rape or right. what anybody tells you. Right. That's what conservatives really need to understand. Oh, yeah. Do not accept this. Right. Do not accept this Dr. <clears throat> Seuss cancellation crap. Right. Go out and buy the books and read them proudly. Well, no and, matter how offensive and racist they are. And and not only that. So the the context too like is important that and this is what where the left has the biggest issues is everything is taken in today's modern context. Slavery is wrong today, so that meant, means it was wrong back in in the 1700s. Well, okay, fine. You can have some semblance of that argument, but at the same time, slavery did play a role in the South being an agrarian culture. It's just how it works. It's worked all over the world. It was in existence long before the South, the Southern United States. So you know, this whole the the con in the context of Dr. Seuss, he writes kids books. President Obama himself said he played an important role in children's development and reading and all this other kind of stuff. So here's where the left kind of gets in trouble with themselves: is well, we want to cancel something, but well. Your own guy said he was great. So what's the deal? But in mm-hmm. some turns too, I, Obama's been a on eggshells with the left and <laughs> everything too with some things and certain. Well, things now that, that he said. can't be there here anymore, exactly throw him out just like the throwing exactly. Out. But, but it's I'll crazy. tell you this: uh, the I, I, I would challenge you a little bit on that. I think the real trouble that the left has, if the right will talk about it, is the fact that that slavery exists today. Oh yeah, it's just not- racism and slavery exists today, but slavery in particularly happens in particular happens in uh, the Middle East well, and sure. in Africa yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, there are people who are enslaved. So, right. if your focus is on, as far as slavery goes, is on canceling people who are long since dead for whatever mildly inappropriate thing they might have said yeah. at the time, and not on what you can do to talk about the racism and the uh, out and out and out slavery that's going on in the Middle East and North Africa right now, right. you're a coward, plain and simple. Oh yeah, for sure. You, it's well, easy to to go after a guy who's long since dead. Well, sure, because he can't. It's say easy anything. to go after somebody who can't defend themselves. Yeah. I challenge you to actually do something about these uh, slave owners right. uh, in the Middle East and North Africa. Right, and, and, and if you're not, I don't give a crap what well, you have to say about and, Dr. And, Seuss. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing is that they'll just explain it away as well. That's not that's not America, so it doesn't really it doesn't affect me and whatever else. Well, again, that's. You're not arguing the point. You're you're sidestepping. Yeah, they'll find creating. they'll find some way. They'll probably they would probably say something to the effect of, "Oh well, if we can uh, 
come to terms with our own uh, past and maybe we yeah. can challenge some of it. And it's like, yeah. no, you know what? That's right. not how we ended slavery ever in the world. <laughs> right. At no time was slavery ended ever in the in, I, I defy you to, to prove this to prove me wrong on this. Mm. At no time in history mm-hmm. did we end slavery because we came to terms with our evil oh, past. Oh yeah, no. no, we actually took action. Right. Abraham Lincoln took action. People had to die. People had to die. <laughs> like what was it? 400, 600,000 Americans yeah. had to die yeah, in we, order for us. Yeah. We had to actually do something. Families killed families over this. Right. Like <laughs> you need to actually put your money where your mouth <laughs> exactly. is. Exactly. And if you're not going to do that and all exactly. you're going to do is say, "Hey, uh well, I'm just not going to buy any books from your company more if you keep publishing Dr. Seuss books that are uh, slightly offensive and you think you're actually doing something? Right. Sorry, you're not and you're a coward. Right. Agreed. So that's it for National. Yeah, there you go. Alright, so uh, local. So did you hear uh, Kroger, and this is actually in Butler County but they opened up a $55 million automated warehouse. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, this is from uh, WCPO Cincinnati. Kroger, Kroger opened America's first automated warehouse in Monroe this week, uh, according to the Journal News. Uh, the 55,335,000 square foot customer fulfillment center features digital and robotic capabilities that allow Kroger to assemble an order of approximately 50 items in six minutes. <laughs> With robotics, instead of approximately 30 to 45 minutes with a Kroger employee picking them up from various areas of a store. Yep. The reason why I really wanted to point this uh, story out, and I think it's probably pretty obvious, but (laughs) what do you think is cheaper? Uh, These robots that are significantly more efficient. Oh, yeah. Or the labor that you would have to pay for to add an additional 24 minutes to... I'm not going to do the math on the other one. Right? What's 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 what do you think is more expensive? And that's oh, without yeah. raising the minimum wage. Well, sure. Even if you kept the minimum wage as it right. was, which hardly anybody is actually paying minimum wage. I was going to say most states' um, minimum wage laws are higher. But even than the even <laughs> even even at the state minimum wage level, there yeah. are people there. The companies are paying uh, their yeah. employees more. Um, Typically, you know, yeah. I mean, not on like. Uh, you know, fast food maybe, you know, for high school right. workers. But, I mean, if you're 25 years old and you're making minimum wage, right. okay, I, I got to wonder what you're doing wrong. Right. Sorry, I'm going to be that Right. Way. Oh, yeah. But my point is, is that uh, even if we were to uh, pay these guys the current minimum wage, mm-hmm. Kroger is going to save a crap ton of money. I mean, it's oh, $55 yeah. million dollars is a lot of money. I understand that. Sure. But that's an investment up front. Right. In the long run, right. they're going to be saving a lot of money. Oh, for sure. And they're going to be more incentivized to do this if you raise the minimum wage. Yeah. And on top of that, if you raise the minimum wage and people don't go to automated, all you're doing is raising the cost of living. Well, ex- right? exactly. Yeah. Because they, they, they got to cover that cost somehow. So yeah. what are they going to do? They're going to increase the cost of milk. They're going right. to increase the price of gas. Right. Right? Which we'll get into that topic here in a minute. Yeah. Right. So Absolutely. all they're going to do is they're going to end up increasing the cost of living with because labor is the most significant cost of yes. almost any business. Yeah, yes. By, right? far, even By far. Yeah. And if you are if, 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 if you think that this is actually going to make things easier on people, all you're doing is rolling the ball forward because you're just going to have to raise the minimum wage again to cover that cost of living. Right. So cost of living goes up. Ah, oh, crap. We need to raise the minimum wage again. Ah, oh, crap. Cost of living went up. Ah, oh, crap. We need to right. Dude, quit doing that. Right. Well, yeah. 
And, and this, Dude, the plate is hot. Quit touching it. <laughs> right. And two, this this is the beautiful part of capitalism because capitalism allows innovation. And so when Kroger does this, and they, they're going to get beat, they're going to get raked over the coals with this. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Just this is the same argument that well, people, Kroger's just about as woke as any of them. But go ahead. Well, yeah, I agree. But in this regard, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna get hammered for it because oh, well, you're you're making robots, not hiring people. Well, okay, fine. But guess what? This is what moves things forward. People said the same thing when. ATMs were put in everywhere. Yeah. Oh, well, bankers are going to be out of work and tellers are going to be out of work. Well, no, we still have those people to this day. Even. Yeah. Horse wranglers kind of went out of business when we invented the car. Like, right. dude, labor-saving devices right. do exactly that. Exactly. They save Not labor. only that, it people are going to move into a different field. So this is not like, oh, well, people can no longer get a job. If, if that is the attitude of a, a person or a group of people... Then guess what? You <laughs> there's more of a problem there than robots took your job. Yeah. There's a, there's a an individual you know there's a personal problem. There's a heart problem with that. Yeah. You you need personal motivation. You need to be a more productive person at that point. The robot has nothing to do with whether or not you have a job or not. It's yep. doing and, and at the end of the day, if you when you look at it, it's taking a menial job and something that's just complete that most people wouldn't want to do anyway and making your robot do it so that you can go do something that you want to do yep. or that you would more enjoy more people doing. do what they want to do now because of labor saving devices oh, yeah. than exactly. before the industrial revolution exactly now it doesn't mean there weren't kinks in the machinery when, sure. we, when the industrial revolution kicked off sure. just like with the uh, information age right there are kinks we're still working out right <laughs> right so it's not to say that there weren't those kinks but it's still progress Right. It is. That's right. what it is. It's. I mean, if, uh, and not in the progressive sense. I mean, in the actual sense of progress. Of moving forward. Of, yeah. act, of, of giving people the ability to, instead of having to wash their own clothes manually in a well, you know, right. on a grate or whatever the hell they yeah. used. You know, we're so far removed from that now. I don't even right. know what the word is. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what got women into the workforce. Right. You know, we had stoves and washing machines and dishwashers and stuff that... That they didn't have to do anymore. Right. And then they were like, well, what am I going to do What now? am I going to do? <laughs> well, maybe I'll make a career for myself. Right. So, you know, these labor-saving devices oh, yeah. have given people opportunities. Oh, yeah. We, have so, we are so privileged in today's world that we can go and spend three hours and watch somebody play football or somebody play a baseball game. And we can just sit there and watch them do all the work. Like that's that's the day that we live in today. And that's insane. That Talk to somebody from 200 years ago. That is completely out of just not even a thought in their mind that they would be able to do that. 200 years ago, that. people are just fighting to survive. Well, exactly. And so, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Like, I'm I'm all for it. People argue against the self-checkout, too. And I'm like, you know what? I can do that job just fine. Mm-hmm. I can probably do it faster and more accurately than yep. I can in a lot of cases. And honestly, but, again, if you're, if you're saving me money, <laughs> yeah. you're also saving those employees money. Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah. you might have fewer employees, but they also don't have to make as much if we just let it happen. Well, right. Yeah, if, if government if we don't, just, if we get, just out get out of the way and yeah. we just let things happen, then people can, you know, honestly, people talk shit on capitalism. But here's the thing: if you were to let capitalism do its thing, this is just my theory. I could be way off on this, but I would bet you more people could sit on their ass justifiably, and oh do yeah, nothing, and still be taken care of. Yep. 
I, I, uh, yeah. I, 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 I could, could see it. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't necessarily have a whole lot to base it off, but I will say this uh, because I know that there are probably going to be some steamy years uh, after you said uh, <laughs> the beauty of capitalism. Oh, uh, I know. Because I could just hear the ringing. Come at me, bro. Yeah. Here's my. Here's here's the way I see it. The thing they like to talk about uh, when it comes to capitalism is that it's profit based. Yep. That's how they always define it. Capitalism is purely about the motivation of profit, which couldn't be more wrong. Right. It could. I mean, even in the definition, I, I would. I would. If we looked it up, I bet you the definition of capitalism says it's profit-driven economies. Right. Yeah. Couldn't be more wrong. Right. And here's why: everything is profit-driven. Sure. Every, every yeah. system is going to be profit-driven. Sure. Right. In communism, things are going to be profit-driven too. Right. Because mm -hmm. you're going to have uh, at least a handful of people who are going to be in control. Right. That's how it works out. And. And they're the ones who what profit. do you think they're doing? They're trying to improve their station in life. Mm -hmm. That's what profit profiting is, is creating a buffer between you and basically not surviving. Well, sure. The larger bucket of money that you have or resources that you have, yep. the further from death you are. Right. It's just the, the nature of it. Right. Sure. So everybody is driven by profit. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. they're doing, right? right? But capitalism gives everybody the ability to profit. Right. That's the difference. Right. Communism takes that profit away. Right. Gives ownership not to the people, but to the state. Right. And that's how it all... And they'll say it's the people that owns it, but if the people are voting yeah. for what happens with those resources, then all they're really voting for is the people who are going to be in charge of those resources, which basically transfers that ownership to the people at the top. So... Yeah. A side tangent on capitalism versus socialism and communism, but I think it's important to point out. Oh, yeah. They are all interested in profits. Right. Capitalism is just the free exchange of goods. Right. It's just me and you being able to have a uh, to, to, to have an agreement and act on it without right. anybody getting in our way. Right. Well, and, and look at the number of people that capitalism has lifted out of poverty. Not, not only in this country, but mm -hmm. worldwide. Yeah. I mean... Even you, you, I think I think even Bono admitted that years ago. Yeah, and he's a socialist as right. <laughs> all right, so moving on because we uh, we want to make sure we're moving this show along here. But I think those were some good topics. But all right, getting into my alma mater, uh, Anderson High School. So you know, a little while back they got rid of the uh, Redskins. Redskins. You know what they are now? Uh, what the the Raptors? Yes. Yeah. Gosh. So how is this not you know discriminatory <laughs> towards dinosaurs? Um, <laughs> is my question because where where is the the representative for the dinosaurs? No, the, the dinosaurs raptors? are all dead. So it, well, you um, know. So that's your so, solution. So that makes right? it okay, but yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. It does. So that's the solution. All right. In order for us to get away with anything anymore, you have to just kill off right. the people that are going to be offended. But we did that with all the forefathers, and we're still going after them. So well, we yeah, didn't the kill culture. them. I guess they the died. Culture, the culture <laughs> still lives on. But, so, uh, so again, from WCPO Cincinnati, uh, Anderson High School students are raptors now. Administrators announced Friday morning the school's new Velociraptor mascot, which was selected by students, staff, and alumni, Goodness. is a prehistoric predator unburdened by the racial baggage. <laughs> its predecessor, a Native American character representing the Anderson Redskins, brought to the school. Oh man! Oh man! Okay. Uh, so this, uh, who was it? The uh, spokesperson, Angela Ingram, she says, In the face of a historic pandemic and passionately different perspectives, the AHS family was able to unify, choose a new mascot, and raise nearly 300000 to date to support the rebranding. So this is what gets me. They're having to raise money to do this. Yeah. So we know, I mean, $300,000. Right. That's what they had to raise right. in order to change their mascot. 
right? Oh, yeah. To remove Redskins from all the paperwork, all of the logos, all of their websites, all of their right. uh, 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 wall, uh, wherever the Redskins name yeah, uh, existed everything. had to be removed, and that's a cost. Yep. Then you have to incorporate a new mascot, which I don't know if you've seen it. It's so freaking cartoonish and goofy looking. Look at that. Oh, wow. Oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's so lame. Uh, but That's fierce right there. But now i've heard this recently i haven't been able to confirm this yet but forest hill school district which was uh which is where um uh anderson high school uh, mm-hmm. is is supposedly broke right now oh really that's the claim and hmm. i'd love to confirm this and if uh, anybody has some information on that i'd love to hear it, it. should be available. but if that's the case if it's the case that forest hill school district is broken even if it's not but even but if it is the case mm-hmm. and we're having to raise three hundred thousand dollars external to whatever they're getting right just to be able to change this mascot right what are you not doing right. what are you not focusing on right because the answer sounds to me like education is the thing that you're not focused on <laughs> right right so yeah well and this goes back to like i was saying before with capitalism we live in such a privileged society that we can worry about crap like this mm-hmm. and spend our time and money on crap like this. And that I has, we're such heroes. Right, yeah. I mean, just so we feel like we did something. You know, I don't know if, you know, somebody made it stink about it who wasn't a white liberal or wasn't a white person probably in general. Like, I'm, I'm going to make that assumption because that seems to there be are some, not uh, the case most of the time. There are some Native Americans who get worked up, but... Well, yeah, but were they, were they here locally? That is my point. Were they the ones to make the stink, or was it just some somebody who wanted to feel virtuous and wanted to virtue yeah. signal and all that kind yeah. of garbage? It's usually about virtue signal. Right. I mean, these, these people don't know what virtue is. So they, well, yeah, exactly. So they, have to, they have to basically play a part. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. Right. When, when you're focused on things like this and you're worried about things like this, and again, you're not. it goes back to the, the topic of slavery in North Africa and, and the Middle East. If your focus is on the things that where you get you don't have to put your money where your mouth is. Right. right? There's you have no skin in the game whatsoever. Yeah. If that's where your focus is, you again, you are just a coward. Right. Because there are actual real issues out there besides people's feelings. Yeah. And I know that people say, oh, well, people commit suicide and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know what? People commit suicide for all kinds of reasons. And the biggest one is it goes back to that uh, lack of community. Mm-hmm. People lack community. Oh, yeah. So if you want to focus on suicide, again, mm-hmm. focus on the actual thing that's causing the suicide. Right. Right? And that is people's lack of connection to each other. Yep. Just grow a pair of people. Come on. <laughs> and if you're and in frankly, Anderson School District, I encourage you to go to the state website, look at where the school places in the state, where they rank. Because if it is not anywhere close to a, a decent, you know, whatever you consider a decent ranking in the state, you're raising money and spending money to do this kind of crap well, instead of educating your kids. I, I, I will, <laughs> uh, just from experience, uh, Forest Hills has uh, been one of the better districts. Okay. Well, great. Uh, just in general. That's great. So, and, and thankfully, it's that's the yeah. case. But, but I don't think that's because, uh, I don't necessarily think that's because the school board yeah. has been so effective. I think it's in spite of the school board. Gotcha. I think the community itself well, uh, is... I think that I think I think the community itself is is 
pretty on point and is relatively active and cares That's about their good. kids' education and they are very involved. Well, there you go. And I think that is what contributes. Uh, I don't think that, I mean, and there are some teachers too that I think deserve credit. I mean, I remember, sure. I mean, I don't know if it's still the case, but when I was there, there were at least uh, a handful of teachers there that put in the effort and actually cared and knew how to knew gotcha. how to teach, right? Gotcha. And I think that is what really contributes to the success of uh, Forest Hill School District sure. and to the success of Anderson High School in spite of the school board. Yeah. It always boils down to the individuals. Right. All right, moving on. So, White Cincinnati Police Sergeant sues the city, accuses Department of Hiring Discrimination. <laughs> so, again, from WCPO, Cincinnati Police Sergeant Eric Kohler is suing the city and claiming he was held back from promotion because he is white. In response, federal government may reopen a consent decree that has informed the department's hiring policy and mandated a certain percentage of minority and women hires for roughly 40 years. Uh, but Mayor John Cranley is fighting the potential change to that hiring policy, saying that without the decree, uh, Chief Elliot Isaac may never have been hired in the first place. What a thing to say. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I mean... <laughs> Where is that? So the... <laughs> hold on a second. Let me just make sure I understand what you're saying here, Mayor Cranley. <laughs> Elliot Isaac may not have been hired in the first place because he's not merited to? Right. Is he not good at his job? What the hell is he doing there? Right. Mayor Cranley, just as far as I'm concerned, is telling us that Elliot Isaac has no business being in that position because right. he doesn't he's not good enough at the job. Right. Because if he was good enough at the job, then you'd just hire him because right. he was good at the job. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. What a thing to say. Right. These people get away with this and, crap. And not only that, we're talking we're not talking about, you know, hiring somebody at a retail store or something. We're talking about police officers that are allegedly or Im implied in, in this not good enough to do the job. So what? how scary is that in those communities where th those kinds of people are working? I mean, it, good grief. It, I... <laughs> You know, here's the thing. So, it boggles in, in, the mind. in terms in terms of uh, of of this question of merit, if anybody should be challenged on their merit, it should be police. Absolutely. And you would think the left would agree with that, right? Because you hear from the left all the time about this police brutality right. situation, where you have people that come in that maybe aren't particularly smart, and you want them to be smart, right? Right, and are good at their job and uh, understand the law and understand their limits. Right. Those are, I mean, if you want an effective and good policeman, they have to be relatively intelligent. This isn't a grunt work. Right. Police police work is not grunt work. Right. Even if you are simply doing uh, doing traffic stops. Oh, right. Because you have to understand people's rights. You have to understand your limits. You have to know uh, where to draw the line in terms of uh, uh, can you actually do that search? Uh, yeah, how sure. somebody it, you have to you have to be able to handle people yelling and spitting in I your face. I was gonna say emotions are huge. Well, maybe spitting in your face you can actually do something about, but yelling. Right. Right. People say. I, I mean, you see videos of these people oh, saying yeah. just the most awful crap to these cops right in their face and yep. they sit there with that thousand yard stare and they yep. just take it it takes a i mean and now there's obviously a lot of bad police so i'm not trying to sit here and and just yeah. just praise the police just to be the conservative who goes oh i love my police officers and i support them all well, of course there's I, bad I, people I, in every job right. too so it's not but, just police. what but here's the problem this is this is why i'm not particularly like i mean i support the blue i absolutely. do i support policemen absolutely but i try not to get too um enthusiastic about it and the only reason is because it doesn't take much as we can clearly see from this story <laughs> right for them to just put in the people that don't belong in that position exactly so as soon and, and you know they're doing that as soon as you find out that somebody who potentially merited that position right 
was overlooked because of the color of their skin. Right. As soon as you see that happening, you got to start to question the makeup of your police force that is responsible for policing your community. Exactly. And pulling you over if you do something wrong. Right. And protecting your, or, or actually respecting your rights right. when you are, are pulled over for speeding or for anything. Right, right. you got to wonder what the makeup of that police department is. Yeah. If it's not about who's best for the job, right? Whoa, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I have a problem with that. You should, anybody should, especially if you have a problem with police brutality. You don't want. Well, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, it seems so simple, but yet this is not the standard that we operate by no. anymore in society. No, it's really not. It, it, it's all about numbers not if, and not quotas. If, not if we keep, not if we keep and, ignoring things and letting well, right. and letting uh, uh, the likes of uh, Cranley run things and the right. likes of uh, McGuffey. Right. This is if you, I mean, that's you how you got to start in getting involved again. So I'm going right. to come back to it. I'm not going to stop. This is why we cover local politics. Is right. Because you got to get involved because this stuff is happening in your backyard. This right. is my school. This is where I graduated. This is your backyard that this kind of stuff is happening with. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm referring back to the uh, Redskins story. But this is this is our neighborhood that this stuff is happening. Right. All right. So moving on. Why are gas and grocery uh, prices spiking right now? Hmm. What would you imagine it would be? I want to hear what you think. It well, is. I mean, they did shut down the pipeline. And, oh, uh, come on now. <laughs> come on now, Scott. That's just a conservative talking oh, point. I what know, really right? happened is that Texas, Texas experienced weather. <laughs> right. Oh. For they, apparently the first time. They got in winter in a hundred years. years. Yeah, something like that. Well, because four years we had low gas prices. Well, yeah, right? yeah. So that means that Texas did not experience any severe weather in four years because it's severe true. weather leads to an increase in groceries and uh, grocery prices and increase in gas prices. I mean, it only makes sense. So I guess we'd have to go back and double check this. Right. But apparently there were no tornadoes. Uh, there was no winter weather whatsoever. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. Hmm. There were certainly no hurricanes hmm. that would stop uh, uh, barrels of oil from coming in or any right. of that, right? Hmm. Interesting. That's according to back at WCPO. That's what they're saying. <laughs> uh, given Texas refinery shuts down $60 a barrel oil and increased driving this year, last year the pandemic sent demand and oil prices, uh, prices plunging to 10-year lows. That, de that demand is uh, sharply higher now. Now, there could be merit to that. But I just think it's interesting that the conservatives have been saying, watch what happens to the gas prices. Yep. Over and over again. That's the meme you'll see. When when your gas is at $4 an hour yep. in, the, in six months or $4 so from now, right? I, I assume this means it's going to come back down, right? So that's what we're going to have to watch out for. You can if, assume that, if we're but gonna, I'm going to assume well, not. <laughs> according to this logic, that's what we're going to have well, to yeah. expect, right? If we're right. going to say that the the bad weather in Texas is why we're seeing two seventy five right. a gallon in Cincinnati. Right. Well, there's not going to be bad weather for long. Things are going to come back to normal no, eventually we're less unless they go and shut things down, which right. uh, Texas is open things up right. anymore they've just gotten rid of their mask mandates right. so we can expect that gas price in cincinnati is going to come down uh between now and six months from now by uh, the end of the year right by the end of the year, of the year we shouldn't see three dollars an hour uh, a gallon right i'm not holding my breath well <laughs> we'll find out if this logic holds up Moving on, uh, just a quick update for those who aren't uh, aware, but the uh, Cincinnati mayoral race is on, uh, and the Board of Elections has certified six total candidates. Uh, so these are guys that you can just look up. I don't know anything about them, to be perfectly honest, except for all of them are Democrats, uh, save for one. There's only one Republican running? No, he's not even a Republican. He's an independent. 
Oh, good grief. Yeah. I'm sure a Republican will get in the race at some point, but he's not going to win. So. Well, but even still, <laughs> I mean, you don't let him run unopposed. Well, yeah, but it's there's like, still time. They'll get in there. Uh, they have until... Oh, I saw this before, but I don't remember what it is. But anyway, so we've got... You can look these guys up. Gavi Begtrip, who is a council member, and the Cincinnati City Council member sure are making a name for themselves lately. <laughs> uh, David Mann, who is an educator. Herman J. Najoli? Naholi? He's the uh, independent. Uh, and he's a retired firefighter, so that says something. Uh, Rafael Prophet, uh, who is a Hamilton County Clerk of Courts. Aftab Puravel. Oh yeah, you know I don't know. He's about. the current uh, something or other. He's Democrat he's something Tatum. in the county level right now. Okay, and then State Senator uh, Cecil Thomas, as previously reported, BOE did not certify petitions from startup founder Adam Kohler, occupational therapist Kelly Prather, who I've seen a lot of lately, uh, and Cincinnati City Council Member Wendell Young, uh, saying that they did not submit the required 500 valid signatures. Supposedly, Kelly Prather has, as she's claiming anyway, that she has. Uh, submitted the required signatures, but I guess they couldn't validate them, or I'm not entirely sure what the issue mm. was here. That's um, a story worth following, I think. Uh, maybe we'll follow For up sure. on it. Uh, Kelly Prather. Um, now, she, of course, is playing the race card. You know, she's a black woman, oh. and therefore they hate her. Yeah. Um, but isn't... Which tells me everything I need to know about whether or not I would vote for her. I mean, as soon <laughs> right. as you start saying that, it's like, okay, you know I what? Mean, what's the breakdown of Cincinnati City Council? Most, aren't most of those... I don't, I don't know. I, well, I, mean, I know you've got the one gay guy. I know you've got a couple of black guys. Well, yeah. I mean, because I was going to say, any of the uh, the ones that have been the headlines lately were all black yeah. people. So, now, they were supposed to have uh, submitted their formal that's... challenges by March 5th, which uh, has already come and gone. Uh, and then the board will review the challenge. I haven't heard anything about uh, whether or not they have been uh, certified yet since then. The filing deadline was February 18th. So I wonder, I guess there aren't any Republicans. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if you saw that... Uh, P.G. Sittenfeld, he, of course, withdrew from the race. You know, yeah. he's currently under indictment. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, they, the, the judge recently declined to drop that case. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also Chris Sealback, he's the, he's the gay dude. He's, yep. he's an, oh, man. Yeah. That guy's, uh, he's terrible. He's, yeah. But he's, he's withdrawn. Uh, Vice Mayor uh, Chris Smitherman uh, said he would not enter the race as well. Do you think Cranley's going to run for governor? I think it's very possible that he might. I hope that he doesn't. <laughs> you know? I can't say for sure how I'd feel about him over over Dewine. I I would not. Here's want the him thing. Over Look, Cranley, Cranley. Obviously, we've already we've already touched on him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I will say this. Um, just in terms of what you can see. Now, I don't have any numbers in front of me, but just in right. terms of what you can see in Cincinnati, uh, there's been a huge turnaround. Now, I don't know how much of that can be attributed to him. Right. Uh, but he hasn't totally come in, come in and screwed it up either. That's true. As far as I can tell. That's true. Right. I mean, if you look at uh, yeah. uh, Over the Rhine, which uh, I actually remember this about a decade ago, I think it was. I read an article about how it was the third most. Yes. No, it was the most. Yes. The most dangerous place to live yes. in America. Over the Rhine was. Yes. The most dangerous neighborhood to live in. Yes. And what it said, I remember one of the statistics is it, if you lived in that neighborhood for a year, you had a one in three chance of being the victim of a violent crime. Yep. That's how bad it was. And I remember yep. how bad OTR, OTR was oh, yeah. growing up. I mean, I we, we stayed away from there. Oh, yeah. Now. I went to the zoo there. That was the only time I was ever there. Right. Right. It's booming now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. you've, got, you've got all kinds of bars. You've got all kinds yep. of foodie places. Uh, Taste of Belgium and, yep. and uh, uh, the Senate. And uh, I, I think the Senate's still there. Was it that, that taco joint. Then Rheingeist. Right. Um, Music Hall has uh, yeah. area. The Washington Park has really yes. turned around. I mean, yeah. it is, you know, I mean, you still need to be 
somewhat cautious sure. uh, going there. You don't, you, sure. you got to, you know. But uh, it's, that's that goes with any, well, uh, any downtown city, area, yeah. right? But it has turned around. And again, I don't know how much of that is due to Cranley or how much of that is due to Cranley just staying out of the way or making the right business deals. Right. I don't know. Well, um, and too, we've had a great economy for the last, you know, five years. But it was it, it was improved so, even before. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was starting to turn right. around even before Trump got sure. into office. So, sure. I, 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 again, I don't mean this necessarily to give the credit to John Cranley. I just think it's worth considering uh, sure. and doing the research to find out how much of that can be attributed yeah. to him or not. Because if he is a business Democrat with some flawed concepts of race theory and gender theory and all that kind of crap, which maybe he is, I would almost say, nah, okay, I'll take him over to wine. Mm. Almost. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of Republicans and conservatives would probably oh, fight yeah. me on that, and I'm yeah. okay with that. And uh, sure. you know what? I'd be welcome to be proved <laughs> wrong, honestly. I might be totally off on that, because yeah, I yeah. don't know enough about John Cranley to tell you yeah. that, that I believe that for sure. But I'm just saying, look at the results and do, well, the, yeah. do the research. And if he is a better candidate than DeWine in the end, frankly, <sighs> DeWine's got to go. Well, yeah. So if we I, don't primary them, some bitch. I cannot see him go. not get primaried this no. coming election. I really can't. I, I cannot fathom. He is so good of a of a governor. He's pissed off everybody in this in this mm. state. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, even his own party. I cannot see. I've seen I've seen Democrats try to come to his defense, and then yeah. they just can't bring themselves right. to do it. And and you got a real problem if that's the case yep. in today's society, yeah. where not a single soul will come to your defense. He's over the go. decisions you're making. He's got to go. Yeah. All right, final story of the night. <laughs> this should come as no surprise to any Cincinnatian, really. <laughs> but Brent Spence Bridge ranked second worst traffic bottleneck in the U.S. Oh, uh, and most uh, tri-state commuters would agree, according yep. to, uh, again, the WCPO. Bridge uh, is just the worst. Turns out there's data to prove it. In fairness, uh, Brent Spence Bridge is actually the o- only the second worst in the U.S., when it comes to traffic choke points, according to this year's uh, Top 100 Truck Bottleneck List, uh, released every year by the American Transportation Research Institute. So don't bury the lead here. Who's the first? <laughs> well, see, it doesn't even say. Yeah, I can attest to this because I have to. I, I actually work one of my jobs in Kentucky, so mm-hmm. I, I drive across the Brent Spence multiple times a week, and it. Good grief! Ever since that crash happened last year, it has been an absolute nightmare and even before it was bad but since then they because they have half of the bridge open now and you know it's just non-stop traffic backups every day they they stop they literally stop traffic on the kentucky side yeah. coming coming back across the cincinnati they stop traffic every so often to let the traffic go, i just got caught up in a, i just got caught, caught up in a reason because they they brought it down to like one lane and yeah for some reason i couldn't go south on it at all i saw i saw cars going south when i finally uh i, I crossed over that other one there going to uh, Covington or wherever. Yep. And when I got on to, uh, finally got on to I-71 once I, uh, south, once I crossed over in Kentucky, I looked back and I saw cars coming south. And I'm like, how the hell did they get on? Because yeah. I'm like, I missed something. <laughs> like they changed something. Going south on uh, 71, 75 south, uh, hmm. south uh, going towards uh, downtown where yep. that bridge is. Yep. Uh, and you know where it crosses and connects. I yep. somehow ended up on 471 going into Newport and I just was like well I guess that's what I got to do <laughs> that's um, the less congested way anyway <laughs> right right yeah it was that's what it was it was Newport not coming yeah so I, that's and, a happy mistake but but and I and I had to drive through Newport to to get there and it oh, was so, yeah anyway so the number one just for uh anybody who cares Fort Lee New Jersey uh I-95 at State Route 4 I can believe yeah in New York number New three and number four are both Atlanta Georgia wow 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Georgia. Yeah. Um, I've never actually been, but I've flown flown in several times, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see how bad the traffic oh, can yeah. get just flying into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. Right. It's pretty. I'm surprised the George Washington Bridge in New York isn't on there somewhere. It probably is. I just didn't get to it, and it doesn't necessarily list the bridges. It lists like the area. Yeah. Or, or the part of the of the interstate. So when you get gotcha. in here to uh, let's see, ooh, Nashville, Tennessee is on that list. I twenty four, I forty, at the I four forty east. Yep, I would believe I've, that. Yeah, I've been across that many times. Oh yeah, I used to live in Nashville, so <laughs> I'm not seeing any New York on here. Well, it is a top one hundred. It's got to be down there somewhere, I'm sure. Nashville, yeah. Tennessee again at I forty at I sixty five east. Yep, that was definitely that was number thirty five. But <laughs> so anyway, uh, but second worst in the country, good old Cincinnati right. Brent Spence Bridge. <laughs> Yeah, I know At they're talking about. Are they are they actually going to do something about that bridge? Because I keep hearing like rumors that they're wanting to restructure that whole. Well, thing. Well, supposedly, what I've read, I, I don't know the the whole story behind it because again, I'm not following local politics myself yeah. as much as I should. Um, but what I've read from the local side is that we're waiting on Kentucky for the funding mm. and all this other stuff. Like Ohio has, they've collaborated on the funding ohio has put the money aside to do it and they're waiting on kentucky now whether or not that's true i have no stinking clue i think i heard something about that but that's what sounds like you know more than me i mean so i have no idea yeah man i mean they need to do something but at the same time what are they going to do how long is it going to take because that's Mm -hmm. the main thoroughfare through you know 71 and 75 (laughs) you shut that down and that just i mean we saw it last at the end of last year it just creates chaos And so, yeah, it, it, that's, that's a tough situation for the city to actually handle. Well, that uh, wraps up the stories for, uh, for now. Uh, I know we want to get into a little bit of cancel culture discussion. We're already a little bit over time, but I think we could spend at least five or ten minutes on it. I do have some thoughts. Here's what I wanted to get into. I talked a little bit about this earlier as far as cancel culture goes. But here's, to me, the problem, mm-hmm. or the real threat. I'm not as concerned about the left canceling us. Mm-hmm. For example... Let's take Gina Carano uh, as a great mm-hmm. example. So Gina Carano was the actress who was fired from the Mandalorian show, which, just as a side note, I I, I got uh, Disney Plus for about a month or so, and I started watching Mandalorian. I actually got all the way into the second season, but like after about three episodes into the second season, I just didn't care. <laughs> Like, honestly, like, it wasn't like it was a bad show. Yeah. And it was certainly better than pretty much anything else Star Wars has been coming out with lately. But, like, in my opinion, it's totally overrated. Just That's just my opinion. I think the show is totally overrated. Yeah. I can see why people enjoy it, so I'm not trying to take it away from anybody as far as that goes. But I I lost interest, and I just stopped watching, even before this whole uh, mess happened. But she got fired because she had made comments about why it's so easy to... Uh, treat your neighbors like crap, right. which leads to uh, the kinds of things that was seen during uh, World War II in Germany. Right. And then they proceeded to treat their neighbor like crap <laughs> by getting her canceled. Like, what better way to prove her point? <laughs> right. So uh, the left, I mean, but here's the thing. She immediately gets hired on by Daily Wire, or partnered with uh, yep. Daily Wire, and I guess she's going to be producing and or directing her own yep. uh Content, movies, movies TVs, stuff. I yep. don't know what, but yep. uh, which is awesome. That's right. a hell of an opportunity. I don't know if she'll make as much money, but who cares? 
Oh, she has like, the opportunity to make more. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe she'll make I more, mean, but maybe she doesn't. Like, right. honestly, I mean, when it comes down to it, there's a certain... Uh, what What's your peace of mind worth? Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know? and, and if you Like, would you take a pay cut, even a significant one, yeah. if it meant that you don't have to worry about the communists bringing the hammer and sickle down on right. you? Because right. Because you said something off color. And, and she actually... And true. She, ben Shapiro interviewed her on his, uh, yeah, his like Sunday special, and it was very good, if you haven't seen it, to go and listen to her side of the story mm-hmm. and, and how this whole thing played out. And that was one thing that she kind of mentioned was, you know, I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff with you guys. She's like, we may not agree on everything Mm -hmm. but and that's not the point it's the point of security in the fact that i don't have i can just i can be me and i don't have to worry about you getting upset with me being me you know so i want to i want to i want to kind of try to define what it actually means to be canceled so let's just start by talking about where in my opinion it comes from Mm -hmm. so first off humans are pack animals Mm-hmm. Right. We rely on each other to survive. Absolutely. Right? We're not designed to be independent creatures that right. you know just live in the woods by ourselves. And right. It's not how we work. Right. right. And We've seen that during the pandemic. Right. right. <laughs> People <Exactly>. are nuts. <laughs> so uh, before, uh, even before the age of civilization, you know, when we were just you know tribal creatures, mm-hmm. uh, you had to contribute in some way. Right? right. And it was probably even more than that. It was probably even more brutal. Like there was a oh. lot of even hierarchs. I mean, you sure. probably, uh, I mean, they probably threw you in the river if you were born mentally handicapped. Right. I mean, oh, it was, for sure. Yeah. It yeah. was brutal back then. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if you couldn't contribute, they would outcast you. Right. And out being outcast is essentially a death sentence. Right. You know, in those in, in, in those culture, days, yeah. it was essentially a death sentence. Now, yeah. honestly, it's the same here. Sure. I mean, you know, we ha- I mean, if you were if if you were completely cast out, it would be the same, right? But we don't. People don't get really completely cast yeah. out anymore. They just yeah. go on the dole or whatever. Right. right? Well, and, and today it's so much easier. Okay, so I don't. <clears throat> I get cast out of this place, so I'm just gonna go over here, go ten miles away where nobody knows me, yep. and I'll be good. You can't really do that when you're cast outside the city walls, right. and the rest of it is just wilderness. But this. <laughs> You illustrates know, so. this illustrates why we have such a visceral reaction to being canceled, yeah. right? Yeah. Or or the threat of being canceled, right? Right? Because it's it's literally our survival instincts kicking in. Sure, that's what it is. Sure, and it's, rightfully so when it deals with yeah, your job. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, and, and, and that's exactly what it is. Or just not having a community that you can rely on and depend yeah. on that's going to look out for you. For sure. So it's it's no wonder that we tend to choose conformity over our own uh, understanding of what what's yeah. right and what's wrong. Yeah. Now that's essentially what. Ostracism is, and it's yep. it's important. All right, now, this isn't oh, yeah. a, this isn't a criticism of ostracism. Ostracism is actually a good thing. It can be can abused, be. yeah, yeah, but it actually serves a very important purpose, uh, and it's to protect the culture. Sure. So because uh, humans are that's the difference between humans and animals, right? Is that we actually have a culture. So mm-hmm. it's and culture is how we define what binds us together, mm-hmm. right? It's our traditions, it's the music we listen to, it's our values and our principles, and it's all that stuff. Yeah. And when too many Many people start to subvert that culture and mm-hmm. violate those values. Mm-hmm. It can be destructive to that culture, and if right. that dis- if that culture is dis- is destroyed, then we don't have that thing that binds us together mm-hmm. beyond survival. Right. To me, that's what culture is. It's yeah. the thing that binds us together outside of just survival. Sure. So ostracism. It's a very important tool to protect that culture. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a new world. 
<laughs> where we have all these different cultures living in the same space under the same government with the same right. transportation, the same economy, and all that kind of stuff. But and these cultures we? are competing because they are competing because they have contradicting value. Right. I but, think that's what you're about to ask. Sorry well, well, I was going to say, should we have a different? Should we have competing cultures? Because at least the way that I was taught in school was America was what? The great melting pot. We have American culture. And not to say that you can't retain the culture of, like, especially for immigrants. You were brought up Mm -hmm. in a different country, in a different culture. It's not to say that you can't retain parts and pieces of that culture or even that culture entirely. But you should still assimilate into the culture in which you live. And I think that's where the shortcoming comes a lot of time. And the disconnect comes a lot of time. with. And it's not only immigrants. It's literally everybody. My family has done things that, you know, Germans do and whatever else. Mm -hmm. We, we eat sauerkraut for New Year's or whatever. Or some people in my family do. I don't because it's disgusting. But <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. And I, yeah, I come from a German something family that smells just... that bad should not smell that bad coming into my body. Yep. So that's my logic on that. But that's like a that's a German heritage type thing mm-hmm. and whatever else you know and whatever. Um, so not to say that you can't retain some of that, but should we have competing cultures in where we live because yeah. you know we see this kind of stuff? No, yeah. that's an important point, and uh, I think that would be uh, a really good topic for another time because <laughs> right. I definitely have a lot oh, that I sure. can say on that. But just yeah. to make sure that we're sticking close <laughs> to the cancel culture topic because I do think it's it's yeah. important to point out is that. There is a conflict mm-hmm. because we have this melting. The melting pot is an experiment. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an experiment. Absolutely. And there are ways that you can say it's worked, and there are ways that you can say it hasn't worked. Right. And it's not even just about race. It's really just about cultures. That's sure. the real issue. Yes. Right? Is do we have the same shared values? Right. Uh, and uh, do we do we like the same things? Do we want to spend time around each other? I mean, right. Those are important things when it comes to building and protecting your community and absolutely. protecting your civilization. Absolutely. You have to have something that binds you together on all that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Uh, it doesn't mean everybody's got to be the same. It's just that certainly we have to share values, right? Right. We can't, uh, a capitalist and a communist are two different value systems. They oh, cannot sure. coexist, yeah. plain and simple. Right. Uh, one is going to subvert the other, uh, whichever one wants to dominate, and usually it's the communist that wants to dominate. <laughs> now, uh, so I have a few more points I want to get into this. When it comes to cancel culture, uh, because it's culture that is the thing that binds us together, mm-hmm. whoever controls the culture yes. is the one who has the power to ostracize. Yeah. And in this case, to cancel. Right. And this is where we get into the problem. Yep. The problem is that the left has taken over a good portion of the culture. They've taken over the whole culture, in my mind. Uh, the counterculture is pretty much on the right at this point. And well, that's right, and that's, that's what benefit. I mean. That's yeah. to our benefit. Yeah. Right? The counterculture is still a culture. It's just not the mainstream. Right. It is, right? Right. Uh, it used to be the left was the counterculture. Right. Punk well, rock, exactly. Punk rock was the counterculture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I know this is probably irritating to some people but i think it was paul joseph watson that always said that conservatism is the new punk rock yeah you know conservatives are the new counterculture it's, it's and so that, true and though. i think that's true i mean it's absolutely i think true. i think memes prove that yeah uh, the left cannot meme right the right <laughs> can it's just plain and simple. but as far as the institutions go yeah uh, the left has control of they, hollywood they, they have control it. of the schools and universities they have control yep. of the arts yep. so they have the control over cancel culture they have the power to cancel right so i just I, I just wanted to make sure i don't i mean there's a lot we can talk about i think we, we can save for another uh another time uh, what you do about this mm-hmm. but the reason i wanted to say all this is so that we could understand what cancel culture is and to me and anybody can disagree with me on this it's just i've been doing a lot having a lot of discussions lately i've been doing a lot of reading on this lately about what yeah. cancel culture is and 
uh, how it actually functions, what it, what's what are its properties, mm-hmm. and how do you distinguish it from ostracism, which mm-hmm. again we can argue is a valuable and valid tool to use to protect your culture. Sure. Right? So does it mean that we do need to start to segregate into like-minded cultures, even mm-hmm. if it's small communities? that are like-minded and only allow like-minded people into those mm-hmm. communities, right? I don't know what that looks like or how that all works, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just kind of pointing out, yeah. I mean, if you could maintain even a small community and build your own small culture around that and protect that and utilize ostracism to protect that as opposed to using count, uh, cancel culture, um, which is really, to me, about dominating all of culture right. and destroying anybody who goes against it. Right. And I think that's where the problem is. Mm-hmm. I think it's that cancel culture is about one entity effectively having all of the control yeah. over the culture and then exclude sure. and choosing to exclude certain people who don't fall in line. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing to exclude somebody and go, go to that culture. Right. It's one thing. It's another thing to exclude somebody and say, you've got nowhere to go. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and but to bend the knee. I don't really think that we, we could even apply ostracism today, and at least not here, because I'd be pretty sure it goes against freedom to associate and whatever else. Um, not necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. There's social ostracism, <clears throat> right? Like your That's friend group. That's what canceling basically is, is social ostracism. Well, again, in a lot so of this regards. Is, okay, this is why uh, this is and, an important and conversation. Where it okay? starts to So go. how do you know the difference between cancel culture and, and uh, canceling somebody yeah. and ostracizing somebody? So let's just, we're going we're gonna to have a lot of conversations conversations about this, I'm sure. But let's just try to take a look at this from a, 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 a micro level. Yeah. You and I have a friend group mm-hmm. of, say, 10 people that tend to hang out. We all are very like-minded. Right. One guy st- kind of steps out of line in that. Mm-hmm. And in whatever way he does, maybe he yeah. he starts lying to people or he steals from people or whatever it is, right? right. Now, we're not going to go call the cops. We're not going to go get right. to throw them in jail. We're not going to do any of that kind of stuff, but we're probably just not going to hang out with more. Well, exactly. Right? Now, that's justifiable. I think yeah. you and I could both agree yeah, that's just, absolutely. that's ostracism. Absolutely. Right? So that's what I mean by social ostracism. Yeah. Now, that's not canceling. R- well. You can... It, it, the reason why this is the distinction I've been starting to make, and and yeah. and, and I'm going to refine this over time, so I may change my mind after uh, some time because I've changed my mind like yeah twenty different times just well, in the past week looking into this topic yeah. But it seems to me the big difference is canceling is ostracizing somebody and giving them nowhere to go but to bend the knee. Ostracizing somebody is saying you are just not welcome here anymore. Right. You're not welcome. You can to go and engage <laughs> in that behavior over there with yeah. all the druggies and all their culture. Right. Or you can go and fix yourself and maybe we'll let you back in our right. club. Right. That is to me the difference. Sure. Canceling somebody says this is about destroying you as a person unless you bend the knee. Oh yeah, and having no other option. Yeah, like if you're a communist, I just assume deport you. Right now, well, you can go live. In, you. you can go live in China. <laughs> I mean, I just assume communism didn't exist. But yeah, you know, I mean, you can go live in China. They're communists, mm-hmm. so feel free go over there. For sure. I'm not going to tell you you don't have anywhere you can go. You For can't. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, gotta go you don't home. have to go home, but you can't, can't stay, stay here. here, right? <laughs> so, but that's that's. I think that is. The distinction. Maybe it's not the only distinction, and maybe I'm even wrong. Like I said, yeah. I've been changing my mind over and over again on this. Well, topic. and it's one of those things that nobody really has a true definition. It, it kind of changes and molds itself mm-hmm. to situations because the term is just so over broadly used in most situations, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. I actually came up with a definition a little while. Go ahead. I came up with um, I'm going to look for it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with what you're saying, though. And see, I worry because I have kids who are growing up in this 
stupidity mm. and uh, and dealing with this at a younger age. They're, they're dealing with a lot of stuff and will be dealing with stuff at a younger age than I ever had. And you see, I mean, we see that every generation can say that because cultures and societies can always moving. Right. So, you know, they're exposed to things that we never, we never dream. I, I never dreamed of this kind of garbage happening. Like I, like I said last week, this kind of stuff usually happened in, like you said, in a friend group or in the, like in the military on the boat, like mm-hmm. we kept it <clears throat> internal and, you know, because at the end of the day, the part that I can kind of get, not in canceling, but the part in, in ostracism or really in shaming somebody, I can kind of get on board with is you can use shame effectively yeah. to change There's behavior. some behavior people should be beha- uh, ashamed of. Exactly. I mean, and, and sh- sometimes they don't feel it unless you apply it. Well, right. Yeah. But the problem comes in where you have these... Uh, kids who have been raised up to not even have shame, to not even because oh, they've yeah. always been told everything they do is right, yep. and they've always been encouraged to do whatever you know stupid thing or, or they've whatever. been told everything they do is wrong. So they so no matter what, they don't know the difference between right and wrong. Exactly. So and, and if so, everything I do is wrong, why should I feel shame? I can't do well, anything right anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, yeah, of course. So it's one or the other. Right. I just think to me, part of that is canceling. It's taking the shame that you should supposedly feel, but it's not. It's not shame that you should feel because of because of your realization. It's shame that you should feel because somebody else told you you should be ashamed of that, and it's their quote unquote realization or their enlightened mindset that says that well, what you did is wrong. And you should be punished for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the big part in shame is realizing, you know, oh, well, I did something wrong and I should, I'm out of line in whatever it is. Yeah. True shame is inside the individual who is in the wrong. But this canceling thing is somebody else putting and projecting that wrong on you and then just completely throwing you out of whatever they can or mm-hmm. trying to anyway. Yeah. And so I, they that's don't want a huge, you to be able to eat. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. Like with, with Gina like, Perano, the in, job in, with in, in legitimate ostracism. I just don't want you to eat at my table. Well, exactly. In cancel culture, they don't want you to eat anywhere. Well, right. Unless you bend the knee. Well, exactly. So to, again, that's, I think that's the distinction that we bring up. Sure. I do want to uh, point out, and this is the thing that I, I I wanted to really bring this around to is the thing that scares me because I said at the beginning that I'm not as concerned about the left as canceling. Mm-hmm. I just assume not have a job at Disney or oh, for sure. any of these types of companies. For sure. I, I want the peace of mind. Now, right. I want to make sure that I do have that peace of mind in my community. Absolutely. So here's the thing that concerns me is that conservatives, libertarians, uh, non-leftists also tend to be yep. <laughs> prone to cancel culture. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah. I'll bring up a good example. Uh, that cop we talked about last week that got uh, fired, it was ultimately because he uh, posted that 3%er flag. Right. They also looked back into his past on some previous social media posts, and he had said some uh, slightly colorful things about Muslims. Right. Now, here's what I think is important to keep in mind. First off, what's the worst thing you've ever said? I mean, I, I'm not asking you to an answer. No, no, no. I, yeah, but, but there's a lot. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. I mean, I know some of the things that I've said in the past. Absolutely. Uh, and maybe maybe they will, maybe they won't come back to bite me. Um, and I don't care if they do. I'm just right. accepting the fact that, you know, they might. Right. But because of that, I can't say that I haven't said anything as bad uh, or uh, as, as bad or maybe even worse right. than what that guy said on a right. social media post. Now, it's different to say it in private than it is exactly. in public. That's true. However, yes. uh, Trump said stuff in private, too, and it didn't matter. It yeah, still well, was the biggest weapon. 
weapon they used against him. But so, it wasn't really in private if you're being recorded either. He didn't know he's being recorded. No, I know that, but that's my point. Right. Is, it was is, intended to be... He was intent. under the impression it was yeah. private, but it truly wasn't. Right, but the, he the, found that the out. point was the <laughs> intent. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when you say something that you intend to uh, be said in private versus what you say. Sure. Uh, so, and that's the criticism that you could make against this cop, and I understand oh, that. Yeah. However, if that is... If you can honestly say that isn't the... Uh, that that's not something you've said or isn't the worst thing you've said, right? Like yeah. if, if you can't compare anything even in private because they will use the private stuff against you too. Absolutely. So just because he said it in public to me doesn't matter. Right. So you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like what he's saying. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But I just want people to consider what the worst thing they've ever said is. Yeah. And before you decide to bend the knee to cancel culture, mm -hmm. what is the bigger threat? Is it a bigger threat that the left gets to decide who is in your group? Yeah. And a part of your community? Yeah. Or is it a bigger threat that somebody said something slightly off color, even incredibly off color right. in a Facebook comment? Right. What's the bigger threat to your community, mm. the bigger threat to your culture? Right. And I'm going to argue that the guy saying something even vicious sure. or disgusting sure. is not a threat. Right. The only threat is whether or not you let somebody else define right. the makeup of your group as a result. Sure. And if that is what you're scared of, the only thing you have to do is not bend to it. Right, yeah. Because if they don't get a say, right. then that isn't the thing you have to worry about. If you're sitting there wondering, well, if how am I going to be able to maintain uh, a community if people are coming in and saying things that the uh, other uh, other people in the community are not going to like? Well, you're going to have to start convincing all of your community right. to get on the same page here. Yeah. We don't cancel and exclude and ostracize people just because of some awful thing they may or may not have said. Right. Because if that is... The if that is the level we're going to play the game at, we're never going to have a community. Oh, no, right, you can right because and nobody I've, will ever meet that standard. Right, and I, exactly. <laughs> and as I said earlier, you don't get a fighter without the bad things too. Yeah, they became fighters Absolutely. because they sometimes crossed lines. Oh yeah. All right, you're just going to have to accept that if you want somebody to fight for you, you're going to have to get a fighter. And if you're going to get a fighter, you're going to get somebody who has had to cross the lines here and there to figure oh, yeah. out where that line is. Right. Or you could just have weak people running your organizations. <laughs> well, and it's that's what we have. Yeah. And that's what we have because we we've have. allowed cancel culture to creep into conservative circles and we need oh, yeah. to stop that from well, happening. We can do that by building our communities, yes. but we can also do that by acknowledging that nobody is perfect and right. you always take the good with the bad. Right. I mean, people are people. We have to be able to accept people for who they not for who they are as a person. You don't have to agree with the way that they choose to behave. You don't have to agree with all these other things. But at the simplest level, people are, and they're no different than you or me or anybody else. Yeah. And and I think that, because like I mentioned last week, and uh, uh, got some feedback on that from certain people or whatever about me mentioning about the church. And, and you know, the church really having a hard time accepting people who don't necessarily see things the same way mm -hmm. and whatever else and being very exclusive. Now, that's absolutely 100% their right to do that. But where it creeps in to other things is is exactly like this, where we take that same kind of exclusivity and apply it to a broader um, broader scope, like a political party, mm -hmm. you know, and then we start not letting people come in our party because when at the same time, you know, those people can still embody the same values and political beliefs that we do, but they just don't live life the same way that we do. So we're just going to 
cast you out to and we're just going to put you over there and whatever you can be somewhere else you can you can do whatever it is and it's it's counterproductive when in that broader scope you can do it at a micro level for sure but when you start involving a bigger community of people is when you get in trouble and, and i think that that's kind of exemplary where this whole thing has kind of gotten to because like i said this kind of behavior stuff used to be handled at home yep. it used to be handled at ch- churches in you know, Boy Scout, Girl Scout groups and in smaller groups. And that behavior was changed there. Yep. Now it's since, I mean, that's a great point, actually. It, yeah. And, and, and since now we live our lives on social media, which I advocate against, I, I, I've even gone to where I hardly post anything on social media anymore um, because of a lot of this kind of stuff. Not that I'm afraid of, of somebody saying something to me, but at the same time, it's like, why give them the opportunity? I don't even want to bother. I got so much other stuff to worry about in life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even want to bother with this. Well, you, you bring up a point that I, I do want to touch on, and I'm going to make this my last point because I know we're way over time here. But but you brought up about how it's really hard to manage. It, it sounds like what you were saying. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. That it's hard to manage uh, the using the tool of ostracism appropriately right. when you have a very large group of people. Yeah. It makes more sense, and it's a lot easier to do in smaller groups of people. And again, yep. we used to be you know in smaller tribes yep. long before civilization right so yep. uh so that makes sense so that brings up a point i recently got in touch uh with uh my precinct ward uh over the weekend uh we had a great conversation just uh, uh about all kinds of things just in general yeah. i mean but she brought up this idea of people need to form uh what she calls pods and effectively okay. a pod is just a group of people that you're connected with yep. for whatever common goals mm-hmm. or objectives mm-hmm. and it should be small 10 to 15 people at the most hmm so people tend to want to form organizations that are really, obviously, for that are really big, yeah, yeah. right? But again, uh, we, like we saw with the MAGA movement, all you got to do is tear down the one head and you can <laughs> really fracture yeah. an entire movement by taking... But yeah. if you have pods, and you can be a part of multiple pods. I mean, you have yeah. one pod that's kind of focused on... Like you could have a pod that's uh, focused on shooting guns, right? And focus right. on the Second Amendment and all that kind of stuff. And right. you meet once a month just to go shoot that's guns. That's going to be a big pod. And, well, you try to minimize <laughs> And that's something I learned. You cannot go shoot with big groups of people. You oh, need no. to keep, like, if you want a gun group, it needs to be, it doesn't, I, I think 15 is too much. Yeah. Like five to 10 at the very most. Right. But what I'm saying is, is if you have these pods that you're a part of that have different objectives and different interests and different, mm-hmm. you know, but still relatively shared values, yeah. pods can be connected and you can spread messages across multiple pods. Sure. And it's harder to tear down a movement like yeah. that. That's true. Because you can't just take down one pod and expect the rest of them are going to fall. That's true. Right? And that's a way that we could potentially protect ourselves, I think, from cancel culture. Is yeah. if we just, if in terms of community building, uh, I am very much focused on community building uh, at a larger level because we need to make sure that we get uh, yeah. the votes out as far as uh, uh, the vote for sheriff in the next election when that comes right, up right. Uh, and, and the selection that's coming up in November. Yeah. Um, but we do, uh, so, so we do need to get out a large number. But in terms of community building, we need to focus yeah. on our small groups yeah and if we do that and we build these pods and we join these pods and we just Mm -hmm. we we get and get we'll be engaged in our community yeah and we'll be far more insulated i think from cancel culture than we will if we yeah again get ourselves behind one big movement with one king dick in charge that's right that topples and destroys the whole thing which i'm not saying that trump is totally toppled as far as the movement goes the movement's still very much alive right i mean let's get real it is not what it was before he uh, oh for sure quote unquote lost the election totally fairly in uh in all that i mean it was a totally up and up election nothing shady happened there at all wink wink nudge nudge please don't cancel us (laughs) 
So that's my last point. Or do and just prove our point. Right. So that's my last point on that topic. I'm sure we're going to cover the cancel culture stuff a lot going forward. But Oh, yeah. Um, oh, this is the life we, we're, this is the society we're living yeah, in. Yeah, so. I mean, we're going to have to deal with this. Cancel culture yeah. isn't going away. We need to figure out how we're going to protect ourselves from it. And we want you to be able to protect yourselves from it. And that's why we're covering this topic a lot. We will certainly cover uh, other topics as well, philosophical uh, conversations that I know we want to have. But uh, yeah. this one, I think, uh, I think Scott uh, and I both agree, is it's incredibly important because yeah. I think this touches all of our lives, and we all live under under this anvil that could drop at any moment on right. each of our heads if we're not careful. Right. But if we can build our communities and we can uh, insulate ourselves from cancel culture, then we can thrive and prosper. Absolutely. Part of the way we do that is by getting this podcast out, guys. So uh, if you could like, share, distribute, you know, whatever uh, this podcast, tell tell everybody about it that you know, especially locally. You know, we're we're trying to get the word out. We're trying to be a information dissemination center center um that way we can uh more efficiently get stuff out into the public into the not into you know to you a lot of these things that we talk about that we didn't know about a couple months ago much less years ago a lot of the information that we deal with now is and a lot of the things we're finding out now is stuff that is just not put out and uh, that's what we're trying to accomplish with yeah. this podcast. So we need your help. We need we need uh, we need listeners. We need people um, wanting to be involved with us. So if you want to be a part of that, just reach out to us. It's canceled out podcast at gmail.com send us some stories too that would be yeah, especially local absolutely. stories because those are the hardest thing to follow yeah local stories so yeah, yeah please do send us that stuff because i mean we're definitely of course we talk about national politics but we really want right. to focus uh, a good deal on hamilton county cincinnati absolutely. ohio maybe in northern kentucky absolutely um so please do if uh if you do reach out to us and you have some stories that you want us to cover please do send uh the local stories our way yeah. any story but local stories in particular absolutely and we're on social media canceled out podcast facebook and what else facebook we instagram scott runs all this stuff yeah just, i'm just along for the ride at this point. <laughs> well <laughs> well it's, it's not running yet we're getting there but uh we're creating some content and stuff like that so we're going to be out there real soon so if you're listening to this at a later date uh you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but all this all the links, we might do some live shows too, which I think would be yeah. Fun. Especially we can do some call-in be, shows. That'd be awesome. Right? Yeah. There, there's some. We can get there if y'all share. You exactly. Telling people about this, we, like we can do some a lot of fun support. stuff that you could join in on. Right. Uh, and and you could be a part of a community that we're building. I mean, we're we're this, well, exactly. this podcast is just a small part of the work that uh, Scott and I do. Yes. Uh, I'm going to just uh, shamelessly plug uh, Chronicles.org is my website, and uh, it's basically a reference site, uh, kind of like Wikipedia, but it's more um, built on a timeline as opposed to uh, the encyclopedia format. So chronicles.org, that's spelled C-H-R-O-N-I-K-L-E-S.org. And I'm also getting involved with uh, local politics. Uh, I've uh, recently joined a political campaign. For now, I'm not going to say who's, just because uh, I just want to make sure that uh, everybody's on the same page on that before I just go announcing things like that. But I, uh, I'm sure at some point I will. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely very active uh, building a community, getting involved with people, talking to people, meeting people uh, regularly. Uh, so I'm a very yeah. busy person. I know Scott's very busy person yeah. he's got his own projects that he's working on but sure. the point is, is that we are building something here and you could be a part of it if you choose to be and you really should because i mean i mean scott and i are pretty cool dudes right at least i am i mean that's okay i'll even let you rub my head maybe my beard if you're nice Ooh. of all we want to build a community and we need your help so uh 
at the end of the day, if you could share it, if you like it, if you want to sponsor us, if you want to put your ads uh, on our podcast, we'd love to be able to do that. We want to build, especially with um, local business owners and being able to assemble a community of like-minded individuals there, um, people that we can promote that share Mm -hmm. the same values that we do and that want to see America first. We will talk to you guys again next week, and uh, please just just don't kill the culture. That would be great. Protect um, the culture. Yeah. Quit canceling people it, just yeah. for the sake of it. It, it would be awesome if we'll we have could. a good can- we'll have a good sign off one of these days. And right. I'm, I am gonna I am gonna put together some tunes for us for uh, nice. for an intro and outro. So nice. I'll be working on that at some point. I just haven't the inspiration hasn't struck yet, but I'll, I'll <laughs> right. get there. I'll get there. Fair enough. So we'll see you guys. See you.